Hey, yo, Internet, this episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Rode, R-O-D-E microphones, 100% Australian-owned and made professional microphones for studio and broadcast. And also my Rode Reel, R-E-E-L, the world's largest short film competition, now in its fourth year running with over 500000 in prizes given away so far. My Rode Reel is back, bigger and better in 2017. More films, new judges, and more prizes. To view past winners and register for 2017, head to MyRoadReel.com and sign up now. That's M-Y-R-O-D-E-R-E-E-L.com and sign up right now. And now back to the show. Hey, yo, internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, CombatJackShow.com. What's up, A-King? Trump era. Trump era, right? We in. We in, man. Wasn't this a nope. glorious weekend? Glorious. Glorious. Wow. I'm, I'm saying, man, like, you know, we got to accept the facts or the al- al- alternative facts, right? This dude is in <laughs> office. Like, I, I spent Friday sleeping because I partied on Thursday, so I didn't watch any of the inaugural events. I'm saying I didn't Same watch here. any of them. Yeah, I didn't see. You know, shit was so depressing. But the events that took place on Saturday. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just talking about in DC or in New York. Everywhere. Or in Antarctica. It, we had protests everywhere. On every continent. On every continent. You know, so for I mean to I mean, if you really think about it, Trump did follow up on his promise to unite everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's united and not fucking with that dude. It's an alternate fact. Yeah, it's an alternate fact, man. And and just seeing how day one, day two, they're fucking up with the administration, man. It's like the more we continue to put this pressure on them, the more we force them to show their holes in the administration, that's a win for us, man. I mean, of course, it's a scary time, right? It's a scary time. We're facing an obstacle that we don't know what the fuck it means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it is a scary time, but I mean, we got no we got no choice but to shake it up, man. Well, my thing is, do, uh, are they listening? You know, are the are, are Ryan Paul and, and his cronies are they listening? I mean, they are listening if they're concerned. If they're not talking about the issues at hand, if their first official tweet is like, "Yo, this is the biggest turnout." for any inauguration ever and the world is watching that this is caca. <laughs> if that's what they're focused on and they're exposing themselves as clowns. Yeah, I mean, that's bad. Is that bad or is that good? Like we're seeing it. We've seen the picture. We got the picture in our hands and they're like, no, we got another picture. The, the media is, uh, listen, man, We listen, internets, let's not get tired. Let's continue because, you know, you, 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 you heard me before. I, I've never been pro-Trump. Um, but when we had when we had Mark Lamont Hill yes. on, 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 on the Combat Jackson, we were talking about what if, the possibility of what if Trump won, it would force us to turn our shit up. And this is that time we got no choice, man. You know what I'm saying? We got no choice. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, King, before we jump into this episode? Man, man? listen. This is an episode that's been long in the making. Long right? in the making. And I'm really excited. Uh, I'm, this is one of my favorite shows, TV and off TV. Um, 
podcast. I can't wait. To, I can't wait for the internet to get this shit. Yeah, yo, yo, let's let's just jump into it, man. Introduce our guest. Man. I don't even. Nah, you do it, man. You know, listen, this is... internet. Let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, <laughs> Ms. Jamel Hill. And Mr. Michael, Michael Smith, Smith. ESPN in the building. What up, yo? <laughs> Finally. What's up, man? Like Finally. This is a we made it moment for yeah. sure. Yeah, thank like, you, we man. got to combat Jack. No, nah, thank you. This is yes, such yes. an honor. This oh, is such man, an honor. Mutual respect yes. society. Yeah. Thank you. First and foremost, congratulations thank on the you. glow thank up. You. Thank you very thank much. You. ESPN Sports Center. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Is so, that is that the crown jewel? I look, man, we've talked about this before, and Jamel and I have been uh, trying to figure out where we were taking this thing uh, since we started the His and Hers podcast yes. four years ago. In fact, it's going to be almost four years to the day, almost, uh, that the His and Hers podcast launched um, after the Niners-Ravens Super Bowl mm. that we are going to host the 6 p.m. Sports Center. So that's February 6th, day after this year's Super Bowl. So we basically flipped the podcast to sports center in four years and we didn't never dream this in a million years because mm. it's just it's one of those things man you know like when guys got a plan for you he'll blow he'll blow your mind with what he about to do for you and we never even conceptualized that we could hold sports center we've done both of us have between the two of us pretty much done everything you can do at espn <laughs> right. except hold sports center Correct. mainly because we never wanted to because we're right. not your traditional anchors yeah but when they came to us, let me stress that, when they came to us. Exactly. Right. Stress that again. When they came us, to y'all. Yes. And asked us if we wanted to take over the six, we were like, when do we start? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no much. question? Yeah. yeah. No, because they were going to give us um, the creative freedom that we both would have demanded anyway. I mean, they saw how we did our show, you know, and there were even moments <laughs> as we've been closing down his and hers or as we close it down where Mike and I were both like, have they seen our show? Right. Like, do they know, do they how, know how ignorant exactly. like we get on there? So, <laughs> but they wanted us to bring that flavor and right. that vibe, that relevancy, all to the six. So, a lot of our viewers have been very panicked and worried and thinking, this "The is man got y'all." I know, right? Y'all about like, to sell out? Selling out? I was like, "Nah, uh, many- not really." Like, we we're gonna do, you know, what we do. So, I'm not gonna be over there. Uh, and neither is Mike reading highlights because I can't because I'll just be like, yo, he got it. Y'all see that? <laughs> like he caught it. <laughs> so that would be the end of it. So, no, we're going to be very much us. You know, because you guys didn't plan this, because this this wasn't one of your goals, what does this mean for y'all? Oof. Um, look, I'm still I'm still trying to, to comprehend it all personally. Like, um, you know, I don't Mike and I have certainly had plenty of conversations about this um you know privately but like it still really hasn't set in and i don't know i think this is probably the case for a lot of ambitious people is you don't realize what you're doing as you're doing it yes and so i'm in that mode where look it it was a blink of an eye when we had a tv show like before i i joined his and hers mike and i had talked for years about really wanting to work it work together and then it happened and then it was like okay we're in this thing we're doing our thing and we got to make this the best that we can be and i don't even know if i still took the time to appreciate that so to answer your question it's it's kind of like it it feels it's supposed to feel great right um I don't know what it feels like because honestly, I haven't really sat down and let myself really kind of feel it all. It's it's validation and not validation that we were we were good, but validation that you know if you stay true to yourself, 
um, and trust the process. <laughs> right. Shout out to Joel and B. Yeah, right. you know, um, that uh, you'll get where you want to go and beyond. Right. I mean, you know, one thing we determined when we started the podcast and then because the timeline was we started the podcast in February of 13. Uh, Jamel joined what was then Numbers Never Lie, and that changed to his and hers in November of 14. But when we started the podcast, we made it clear to everybody associated that, look, we're going to do this our way. And if you don't like it, take it back. Because we did the podcast on our own time. For free. Yeah, like Jamel would come up from Orlando. She was living in Orlando at the time. She'd come up from Orlando, bang out of sports reporters on Sunday morning, stay overnight just to do the His and Hers podcast. And I'd stay after work doing the His and Hers podcast. That wasn't monetized at the time. And so we took that same attitude to the television show where both internally and externally, when it came to the suits, the producers, or the viewers, if you fucks with us, great. If you don't, that's your choice. But we were going to do this our way no matter what and let the chips fall where they be. And so the chips have fallen at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So... It's, it's validation that look, you know, just just stay the course, you know. So, what does this mean for your for the loyal Sports Center fans? Um, it's probably gonna be a little bit of a rude awakening, I think. For um, some of them. For some of them. Um, and I don't, I don't want to <laughs> belittle how the average Sports Center fan may think. Honestly, there's there's a little bit of mystery with that because I don't know who that person is. Um, this business is just changing so rapidly. Uh, in the sense that, like, we are, you know, uh, we're living in an age now where people already know what has happened before they tune in to the TV. And so, like, you kind of, like, SportsCenter can't be about highlights and television. Especially at 6 Eastern. Yeah, right. like, dude, everybody especially. knows what happened. So, or nothing's really happened during the day. Right. Correct. You know, but it, like and whatever's happened, like, they they know it. To a fault. So our job. I mean, scores when I say nothing. Yeah, I, know I mean, like mean. most, yeah. yeah, live events usually coming after. So us. I mean, our job is is really to give it context, have some fun with it. I I think the one formula that has really worked for us is we can be serious, but we don't take ourselves seriously, right? Yeah. Right. Which is the best approach. Yeah. No, it, it totally is. It's like we understand that we are on television talking about sports, uh, you know, uh, for a living, and that's you know, kind of a dream job for a lot of people. So we, we're good with making fun of each other. We're good with making fun of ourselves. We're good at making fun of what is the fun in sports. And so I think we'll bring, you know, all of that to the 6 p.m. I think people are going to love it. Right. And and as Jay once said, you know, it says a lot about you if you ain't feeling us. I of think, of course. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. people are going to love wow. it. We're going to have fun. Right. We're yeah. going to have fun. We're going to have just as high a level of conversations we've been having or as anybody else is having. It's going to be the type of, type of show that people are going to want to come on and that people are going to enjoy being a part of and therefore the viewer by extension will enjoy being a part of the show. They don't want to hang out with us. I yeah. mean we uh, we always refer to this but like one of the best comments we ever got the best comment we ever got. It was on, back when we used to check the iTunes comment section. We used to, <laughs> we used to do that. We'd start the podcast. Let's see what people are saying about this Yo, podcast. This, Y'all this, are brave checking the no, comments. Not anymore. Not I don't anymore. fuck like, with this, the comment section. That's the ghetto. Time, but like one of the the best comment we ever got was um, you know, you're the black friends we never had. Wow. And I was like, That's Word. big though. That's big. Yo, look, we have to sometimes look, Twitter will have you believing, and you right. guys know this as people who are yes. active on Twitter, that especially if you know you're black or different ethnic ethnicity, they'll have you believe or in a that woman. Like, or a woman that like people 
of the opposite just don't fuck with you, right? right? So and we laugh because when we're out in the public, in the real world, yep. like white people are like, yo, we dig y'all. We were like, right. here's an errors. Like, white people love us. Right. We know That's this. crazy. That's <laughs> great. Because I would imagine that the traditional sports fan doesn't want to hear anything about anything else except sports. There's a lot of that. Right. But I think reasonable people understand that you're Stick going out sports. of your Yeah, but you're going out of your way to a, in in 2017, you're going out of your way to avoid the sports story. Right. If you avoid political or social conversations because they they've always intersected, but yes. it seems like especially in a social media age, they're intersecting more than even you know several years ago. So, like for example, you know it's the easiest example. How can you not talk about Colin Kaepernick? How can you? So not? when they say stick to sports, like this is a sports story. Yes, this is a sports story. This is the sports story exactly. for the moment. How can you not discuss domestic violence if a running back is caught on tape punching out his his fiance at the time? Yes. How can you say you know what? That's not a sports story. It's the talk of the league and the sports world at large. So. You know, that's we've ignored that, you right. know, and I think most of our fans appreciate the conversations, the type of conversations that we've had and the people that don't. Well, you're telling on yourself. Yeah. And, you and, I, and I think we live, in the a, channel. we live in a time right now. And I've said this before, where particularly with regard to race and now politics, mm -hmm. race and politics have become more sexier than sex. Because these are issues. Hold on, I don't know what type of sex you having, but well, no, no. I'm, hey, listen, <laughs> the, the, the sex is great, but I'm saying in terms of like. Issues that people are super passionate about right. totally across true. the board. It's right. inseparable at this time. No, it, it is. And like now more than ever, especially with our, well, can't call him president-elect, with our new president. Um, Your new president. <laughs> with president, our... I call him president business. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say his name. It's president business. I mean, like, the only Trump I recognize is spades. But anyway. <laughs> uh, or bitwist, if you go back that far. But no, uh, honestly, like even... With his, um, with him being such a polarizing figure, yes. you have more and more athletes that are taking stands. Yes, like what is the, the you said, Greg Popovich just basically went off Got on in that him, ass. just like went <laughs> off on him. So again, as to Mike's point, even if we wanted to, we right. couldn't. You have sports figures dipping their toe yeah, into like it. Yeah, like they're you know? forcing us in, right. into this conversation through Twitter, through this, through their whether posts, we want to be there or not, right. and especially. Look, when the first championship is won, I mean, you know, as a, the the time of this taping, we have the Patriots that are in in the Super Bowl, and we know how Donald Trump feels about yes. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But there will be a consistent uh, track of athletes who do not go to the White House because they don't mess with the president. Right. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's a sports story. So it's sort of like whether we want to or not, we're at this point where athletes are, are, they have a lot of money, they feel real empowered, they have their own vehicles, they don't need the media, they can go directly to the fans, uh, directly to their outlets and say, yo, we ain't messing with this guy. Right. And this is why. And the, priv exactly. and the privilege associated with the phrase stick to sports is just, that's part of the problem because it's like, you know, oh, I come to ESPN or I, I turn to sports for an escape. Escape, right. Escape from from what? from a reality that clearly is not yours. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we we've been putting our head in the sand, you know, way too long or or allowing the status quo to continue way too long or but you the know, thing when is it like, comes though, to But that escape has never existed. Well, the, yeah, true. The but, problem, but, but but I'm saying that the idea that they want that escape oh, yeah. but, but speaks think, to part of the problem. Like no, stop running from these issues and confront them. Don't just change the channel and figure like that's not that the world is going to spin on 
without us discussing this. Right. We need to continue at every opportunity possible to have these kinds of conversations. But when you look at the history of American sports, when you even look at the, the it's history been the of, catalyst like, for like, social like Jack change. Johnson, like yeah. Jack, Jesse Owens, and, Muhammad and, and, Ali, go down Muhammad down Ali, Jackie Robinson, Carlos. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, it goes on. But that's why I find it to be among the many you know, hypocritical sort of narratives in America. And much like with Martin Luther King, it's like the way we talk about Martin Luther King Jr. is like he died of old age. Right, it's like, right. no, nah, he was assassinated. And he was but, ready to die. And he was ready to he die. Was ready and to he was assassinated die. for what he believed in, which was, you know, as much as we've heard the term about President or former President Obama being called a socialist, uh, Martin Luther King wanted a guaranteed income for every American. Yes. He was the socialist to his core. Yes. But it's very comfortable in, you know, 2017 to say like, oh, this is what he was or whatever. And even when we were doing all those glorious tributes to Muhammad Ali, it's like everybody forgot that he was vilified and completely hated. He was a revolutionary. He was a revolutionary. And so when I hear people, as Mike said, like a lot of people are telling on themselves when I hear people now, like, oh, you got to protest the right way and you got to do this the right way. It's like, protest yo, but you'll, but, <laughs> but in the same <laughs> breath, you'll, you know, you'll got up uh, Muhammad Ali or you'll talk about Martin Luther King forgetting like the very people right now that you stand against is who these people once were. Yes. Exactly. I mean, stick to sports is just basically your way of saying I'm uncomfortable. Right. Which right. is good. That's the way it should be. Of course. Now, what's going on with Jim Brown? Yo, man, he ain't invited to the cookout. Yeah. No, no, what, what, what's going Yo, on? Like, yeah. no, no, but, but, <laughs> but I'm not shocked, though. Look, I'm not shocked. Tell, I I'm swear shocked. on I'm, everything. I'm, I'm not shocked. shocked. And maybe I haven't followed his history. Like, when the last time close... you had a conversation with an old black person? Yo, I, I mean, they're serious of his age. Yeah. Yeah, right? And it's like, there's a lot of the Trump language yeah. that people of his age, mm -hmm. you know, look, I. I I'll Jim put, Brown, I'll, though. I'll put my, myself yeah. on blast Jim Brown first. was that nigga. I'll put myself on blast first. My mother voted for Donald Trump. My okay. mother is about Donald uh, is about Jim Brown's age. So how was that conversation during the holidays? Rough. But at, at, at the same time, but their mentality is, it's it's so fascinating. What but, was, what, what, you got you to share with me. All right, me. so here's the thing. Yes. People of that age are not ready for change. Right. Right? Yes. They are used to black and white in terms of how things are run and done. They don't want to hear, they don't want to hear shit about bathroom laws, about right. transgender rights. They don't want to hear anything police about brutality. They don't, they don't want to hear right. anything about that. Like maybe police brutality. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> but some of the, in their mind, the clouder issues about gender rights and um, about, uh, you know, women's rights. Are we still talking about women's rights? <laughs> like, dude, they don't want to hear that. They don't. They just like, nah, I ain't changing. I, this is how it is. Right. And so Jim Brown, like, he, despite all the things that he's done in terms of mm -hmm. with inner cities and gangs, like, that was a pull your pants up type of dude right. from the get-go. Yes. Which people didn't, people didn't understand about Bill Cosby before all of the stuff went down. Like, yo, that dude was on some respectability politics yes. for the longest. And so was Jim Brown and people just didn't notice. Right, because Donald Trump and, and people of his ilk are all about fix your communities, all about as if racism or, or oppression is confined to the inner city, and first systemic. and foremost. So, yeah, exactly. So if y'all get y'all shit together, y'all will give us reason to stop killing you. So Jim Brown, to Jamel's point, Jim Brown is all about helping the inner city. I guess I give Jim Brown a little bit more the benefit of the doubt in this regard. It's going back to old people. Old people also don't give a fuck nobody think. 
Especially yeah, Jim true. Brown, right? Yeah. So I think well, yeah, what you gonna do? Beat him? Beat yeah, him so up? I think, I think <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim Brown still. doesn't care whether or not he's being used for a photo opportunity or right. whether or not you know Donald Trump just calling all the celebrities he could think of. You know, to to gain some no, kind the of celebrities he thought were important to black people. Correct, the ones he could, you know, whether Steve Harvey speaking to black women or you know Kanye, Kanye West. West, Floyd Mayweather, or people he just Ray knew. Lewis. People just oh, you know, what, Martin, oh, you know, what, me and John Lewis getting into it. Floyd Mayweather, get, get Martin Luther King the third on the phone. <laughs> get, get him on the phone. So anyway, but oh. I think I think with the way Jim Brown is looking at it, and again, this is me trying to give Process. Jim Brown the benefit right. of the doubt. It could right. just be as simple as you know what Obama didn't call me. Fuck it, I'm gonna go to the next person, the president right. that called me. Right, right. I think he's looking at it like whatever this man is willing to do to help my cause, I'm good with. Right. Forget the f- and I think there's so many people that just expect the old dog to learn new tricks and don't want to just accept that this person is constantly showing you who he is. Right. So believe it. Like he's a racist, bigoted, misogynist. You're wasting your time trying to reason with a racist or bargain with a bigot. But who's I think, already done right significant damage? I don't understand why people think somebody who's done nothing but serve himself his entire life is all of a all of a sudden going to become a public servant. Right. Like that's not who he's ever been. He's done nothing. He's but told promote who the he Trump. Was, right. Exactly. Promote the Trump brand. So you voted for an asshole, elected an asshole, and you surprised him. He's acting like an asshole. It's like, that's who he really is. But I think Jim Brown is looking at it like, okay, but let me see what he'll do for me, for me and, for <laughs> right. me and my agenda. Right. Period. Which, which is selfish. As opposed but, to, but it's selfish. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the society we live in. Right. I mean, I think, I think you had a lot of people this weekend, hopefully, attention was drawn to the, dis, the difference between feminism and white fi- feminism. Yes, because that, that's, that's, that's a big topic. And, 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 and feminism as it relates to the black woman. Right, right, right. right. You know, it's like, white people, y'all elected this dude. Yeah. You know, I think there were a lot of people out there marching probably voted for him. There were a lot of that people. That have uh, awakened like, to smell the coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, a lot of people voted along. I think if you voted for Donald Trump, you're either an idiot or racist or both. Right. An idiot or racist, a misogynist, or all of the above. Right. And I think the 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 racist and the misogynist are cool. <laughs> but the idiots <laughs> are like, wait a second, that was dumb. <laughs> what do we do now? Same people who don't know. They were, they were voting Care selfishly. Affordable they were, Care Act. Right. Like, they were voting amen. selfishly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, I need, I, I'm I'm unhappy with my lot in life right now. Right. So fuck everybody. Exactly. But, fuck everybody else. But understand, else. though, it's only your privilege that allows you to do that to begin with. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the thing. Yo, black people have had the boot in our neck for a long time. From but most w- of us managed not to vote for that dude. Yes. Right. Like, right? Because everybody's screaming about like. Technically oh, speaking, like, he's for us. Yeah, me and you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yo, we had people in our tax bracket are like, yo. Looking at our pay stubs yeah. to be like, yo, we with this dude. But like, yeah, it's it's we interesting. It, it's the same play they've been running for God knows how long, which is um, it's part of the reason why Martin Luther King, to circle back, why he was assassinated. Yes. He started to mobilize the people who were impoverished. And under, and he started to make them understand they had common ground. And so what happens now is that, you know, and, and some of when all these think pieces have been written about the white working class and what they have always not understood is you have nothing in common with Donald Trump. Nothing. And it's amazing to me that nothing. you think that you do and that you think that somehow if some way that could be your lot in life. Well, when your daddy give you 14 million, perhaps that can happen. Of course. However, all that being said, what they've always been able to do is make the white working class 
feel like they're better than us. And that's the same that's old trick all, from it, day it, one. It, it works every time. Every time, right? Whether, and us is not only black people, uh, us are the brown people. Yes. Like whoever else is not them, they've been made to feel like, oh, as long as As they long don't as get, we ain't them? We ain't right. them, we good. I'm yeah. like, nah, you're not. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> most of these rich people that you keep voting for wouldn't spit on you. Exactly. Wouldn't spit on exactly. you if you were on fire. Exactly. I, you, know, you know, I don't know if y'all in the movies, man, I just keep feeling like it's we, we stuck in Back to the Future Part 2 and Biff is in charge <laughs> like we like somewhere where did the, where did the oh, space time snap. continuum get fucked up that I mean, like how did this happen but like that's it's like scary, oh holy that's the shit scary like he really thing. is in charge right the now the scary thing is instead of embracing change right instead yeah. of being brave instead of looking at the issues we're gonna we're gonna nominate the most unqualified person. So think about think about fucking have the but that's what I'm saying. controls. Think about how much of a racist, a bigot, or an idiot you have to be, a idiot, to <laughs> listen to this dude and realize, wait, he's talking a lot, but he ain't saying shit. Yeah, like there, I've and he never got seen tiny somebody, hands. I've never seen somebody. <laughs> you gotta have the smallest hands. I have never seen or heard somebody in my lifetime <laughs> speak so much and with such authority. And lacking nothing. and lacking substance yes. altogether. But, like he, lit- he's the type of person. I watched him sign the executive order uh, yesterday as it, as it relates to the Affordable Care Act. And I'm like, I bet you ain't read that shit. Yep. Nope. Oh, <laughs> he no, he no, totally just like, signed it. Somebody signed his motherfucker. All right, no, 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 no. Well, you know the worst part of. I mean, not the worst part, but like, look, if you want to list, uh, make a list of top five things that would only happen after a black president. This is one. This is this what you do. This is it. Like, yo, man. Yo, this motherfucker got me missing Bush. Yo, and we thought it wasn't gonna get no worse than that, right? Yeah, like I'm, all that complaining, it seems real weak now. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Bush, he's like I was the like, Don right we now. Didn't think, <laughs> like at least Bush was like qualified. Like right. he was presidential. He That's was what presidential. I'm saying. This guy has never been a public. Ever. Forget about experience. Right. His heart has never been one of a servant. No. Like the reason he's so obsessed with the media, mm. with the with Twitter, with crowd size. Rings. I'm like, why? Re- because he's a celebrity. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Because he's used to being worshipped. He's used to he's used to being idolized. He's used to being the center of attention. And if somebody dares suggest that people aren't down with him, he's got to go on a defensive. He can't yeah. accept like that. Saturday Night Live about to get their best ratings ever. ever. Yeah, ever. ever. Only tweeting about them every week. Only a small man would obsess over size the way he does. Exactly. Only him. Tell exactly. it. Now, now, Jamel, let me ask you something. What are your thoughts on, 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 on this great movement this past weekend with, with all these women mobilizing? I, I mean, visually, it was it was stunning, yes. and it was heartfelt, and it was wonderful to see. And But I, I think Mike kind of mentioned something earlier. I think mean, we've all seen... The receipts, yes. like hmm. the majority of white women voted for Donald Trump, fifty three percent. So I not only voted, but uh, but those that but uh, but allowed the men in their family to vote for him yes. too. <laughs> you Very know what I'm saying? Fact. Very important fact. So uh, I think there's got to be some accountability for that. And generally, yeah, this this marching is not no, washing washing your hands of your sins. No, it's not. That man in and office. I think just independent of this last election cycle, um, as you all kind of alluded to. The the thing about the feminist cause, and I consider myself a feminist, I don't consider that a dirty word, is that, you know, black women have struggled within yes. this cause because we've been largely invisible. So um, I think there is some reconciling to be done on both accounts. But in terms of visually and how it brought everybody together, I was here for it. And uh, it was... You know, I, I made the conscious decision, probably like a lot of people, like Inauguration Day, I really wanted to check out on life. Yes. So I was like, I'm checking out. I'm good. good. I'm a D plug, yeah. you know, all good. But to see uh, some of the things that were said and see some of the, the demonstrations, uh, I think for women, um, 
if you did not know how some of the male leaders felt about women, it was certainly exposed with some of the response to the march. Like, you know, people, obviously Planned Parenthood has become a really big polarizing centerpiece in this. And look, Planned Planned Parenthood was my gyno in college. All right. I will always be down with with Planned Parenthood. Uh, Because I think people don't understand that the services it provides Mm -hmm. to women who do not have insurance or who, you know, are on the lower end of the poverty scale. Like everybody's so centered on abortion. I was like, you have no idea. Like the exams and, and, and medications you can get through Planned Parenthood, like that's the bulk of what they do. And so I'm, I am, uh, I think you mentioned this off air is like Donald Trump and this entire regime and this uh, whole sort of mentality has actually mobilized people that I think for a while, a lot of us were kind of on cruise control. Very and we probably would have stayed on cruise and control. No, I, very you know, comfortable. Yeah, no but question. now, yeah, we now The new we iPhone and Starbucks, we good. Dude, right. We, right. Now we understand, like, it's a lot at stake out here all the time. And we can't afford to, at one moment, take Ever. our eye off. No. You know the longer journey. You know how I live, Jamel, and and you do. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. It's and, like with 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 President Obama. Like you knew, all right, this is going to be run intelligently with integrity. He's going to do the job. He's going to yeah. do, do the job. He's going to do the job. Regardless, maybe not think. perfectly. You may not have agreed. He was with about the right he thing. Did, right. But you you went to sleep at night knowing exactly. You, so like, we're good. A government for the people and by the people, like. The Obamas of the world took care of the for the people part. Right. And therefore, the by the people part kind of got lost. Right. Yeah. Now, maybe for the first time in a long time, we will govern ourselves in a way that maybe a Hillary Clinton elect. Because I don't think Hillary Clinton's opposition or Hillary Clinton's um, enemies would have mobilized and no. then galvanized no. No, the not same at all. way. Not at all. There would have been no... Like this March, we would have been on cruise control. I think we we would have been been on cruise control. Now let's talk about something really important. And we were talking about this earlier, off air. I like this transition. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the Migos. Let's talk about Migos. Can I give you my my hashtag unpopular opinion? Please give us your. I think Bad and Bougie is a trash song. I'm sorry. What? Like I'm sorry. Interview over. Like I'm. I'm Security. Hey, I've rethought this party. She told me this about five days ago, and I've I've reconsidered this partnership several times. I'm I'm like, do I really want to tie myself to this woman? Do I really want to do this? Made that song sound like it was ripping in the sky, and I was like, yo, man, it's not that serious. (laughs) It is ripping in the sky. Like I get it, but I don't get it. But here's ironic. Here's what's ironic. She's just so bougie about it. Because <laughs> yeah, like, this is a woman who it's turns true. up her, her nose at Waffle House. What? Oh, me, Waffle me, House. Me too. Me oh. too. See? They know I'm, I'm, I'm bougie. You know, I'm not bad, since but I'm I'm bougie. At, Since I'm at y'all crib, I'm not going to wipe. I'm not going <laughs> to put my feet up and say, fuck y'all couch. <laughs> but y'all can't stand Waffle House. Nah. I ain't trying to oh, fight for my man. life over some, what that's, is it, uh, a scramble? That's breakfast, that, white castle. Smother, covered or scramble something. So, 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 so tell us. Tell us she ain't got no reason. She's no, just being what's, a what's hater. I'm not being a hater, but I've, I heard that song a billion times right. before Donald Glover shouted it out. And it's just funny to me, like, after he shouted it out, all of a sudden it becomes the song of a generation. I was like, this song is I hate. Like, shout out have to Have you the been man. in a club when that song comes yes, on? Yes, I have. And and look, there are plenty It'll of songs. It'll grow on her. It'll plenty of songs. Yeah. You, look, we all got our club songs. Yes. 
versus our what we listen to in real life song. Right. You ain't bumping that shit in real life. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I, I wake am. up in the no, morning and put it on. I do not. Every morning I put it on. In my car. Every morning I put it on. In my car. Bad and bougie. Bad and bougie. Counting that paper like loose leaf. Yeah. Getting that chicken with blue cheese. Yeah. Come on, huh? It's a great gym. <laughs> yeah. It's a great workout <laughs> song. Right now. So but what do you think about the Migos in general? No, I, look, I appreciate them in general. Right. Like, right? I, I just, you know, <laughs> this idea that there's some kind of like new... <laughs> You know, revolutionary, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sing this song every day yeah. before the show just to fuck with you it's now. Just, okay, okay, it's just right. okay. Let right? the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Oh, oh God. God. Please, <laughs> don't. please don't. You know, um, it's funny, man, because you know, I, I come from the first generation of hip hop. You know, the set. I, I first, you know, I was used to listen to the mixtapes back in '79. So it's amazing when I say that. When I listen to the Migos, even before Bad and Bougie, I have, you know, and I listen to them with my teenage sons, mm. and the appreciation that I have for them is how they've influenced the landscape of hip. They've really, I mean, from Drake on down, everybody now has an element of Migos in their DNA, in their rap DNA. So it's like whenever I see somebody that shifts the culture, mm. you know, I, I got to applaud them. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, they I, did definitely impact and shift the culture. Um, it's just this song in particular... I, it's yeah. the it's the shout out that bothers you because that happens sometimes when some when everybody talks about how great something is, then it it, it ventures into overrated territory. So it's it, you know I, I get it. You know, Are you saying it's trash no, or it's just not all it's being made out to be? It's not all what it's made out to be. Right, that's fine. It, it, it's catchy. That's it's fine. got a good vibe to it. And part of it, um, you know, I, when it comes to hip hop, I am very much get off my fucking lawn. Like right. I I so am that. We're, person. we're two Jim Browns when it comes like, to hip hop. So, so, so you're like, so, so you're a rap conservative then. Yeah, I am so you a rap conservative. A rap conservative. I, I, I would listen to some. I'm of the, a rap supremacist. I really, like, oh. straight up. So it's like traditional bars. Yeah, uh, yes. you're not you're not into these new cats that selling vibe well, see, right now. Well, see, I'm, I'm I listen to more of the new stuff than you do. Is that fair? Probably so. All right, because I mean so. I, I listen to y'all on on XM a lot. Yes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Because so I'm more of an XM. You more of an I. Not iPod. You more of an iPhone playlist person in the car. I am. Like if I hear people talking about it, I'm like, yeah, let me give this. I'm more of a, I'm more of an XM Hip Hop Nation Shade 45. Okay. Back uh, backspin yeah, back type of guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm listening to a lot. So I'm more exposed to it. So I'm I'm kind of more current than you are. Yeah. There it is. See why? We got why, that new man? money though. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Jamel. Why, we got that on, new Jamel, money. We don't know about the old money. Come on. We got that new money though. That beat drop. See? Come on, let's just there turn up, y'all. I said once I like Lil Yachty, and look what happened. Woo! Fucking on your bitch shit. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's like brutal. So, so Jamel, who you listen to these days? All right, so I'll give you. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now and, and tell the first you, record you want to play when you get out of here. Jamel's Hills oh, playlist. Yeah, probably. Well, honestly, I've been on that Cole so hard. Cole, 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 Cole is, wow. Cole, Cole is killing fine. it. And yep. Tribe so hard. So yes. Tribe like, is Tribe is Tribe yep. is crazy. See, yep. 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 Okay, is, I'm gonna give you. This is my recently played. Yes. Solange seated at the table. Which, Fire. Right? Amazing. Do you want more? Um, Roots, I went back to the first one. You went back, yes. Yes, all right. Uh, John Luke Pony, y'all probably ain't up, you know, that's some Detroit shit. Like, okay. We always up on, <laughs> on crazy stuff like that. Uh, Who is John Luke Pony? Yo, he's a jazz artist, okay. man. Like, this, it, um, Fonte and Eric Fonte. Fonte, what up, Yo, I'm a, I'm a big, take a little, take a little. Yeah. big, big, Big Fonte. Fonte's a great brother. dude, man. I'm gonna tell you, Fonte. Foreign exchange, yeah. like that's Fonte's a great group. dude. Yes, he I still is. Ain't got one of yeah, about yeah so it's like I, you know, I just <laughs> tend to be very snobby about I'm, what uh, I listen to. I'm listening to Cole. Yes. Um, once a day, 
all day I'm listening to Run the Jewels. Mm. Run the Jewels three. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm late I to that like party. That. Right. I do like I'm that. late to that party, yeah. bro. But RTJ three uh is is really, really good. Um listening to listen to Tribe. Listen to Childish Gambino. Childish oh, Gambino. Childish that's a Gambino. good album. Yeah, um, that's a good one. album, man. What else am I listening so to? So different. Yes. So yeah. different. It's, well, it's a funk album. And Bad album. and Bougie, of course. It's a funk album. Yeah, it is. It's a like, funk it's album. not a yeah. rap album. It's yeah. like completely what I wasn't expecting, especially if you listen to uh, his previous work. Of course. Like, oh, yeah, this was a little out the box. But yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I just tend to revert. There are certain artists that, regardless of what is you know, the popular opinion or unpopular opinion in the streets, I'm just going to download. Like, anytime, like, I could have heard nothing about Tribe's new album. Like, yeah. that is that is getting pre-ordered. Yeah, it's getting like, pre-ordered. Straight up. They're getting our money. Yeah, they're, right. get, they're getting my money. Right. So it's it's sort of like I tend to, you know, look at it. That, J. Cole, I mean, he proved himself to me a long time yes. ago. Not that he had to, yes. but, like, that was, and this is, like, a masterpiece. There's somebody I'm missing. Well, let me ask you this. Cover. Black Thought is the greatest MC of all time. No, no question. Yes, yeah? No question. So talk about that. Number one MC of well, all time. And, and, and if that's the case, nobody why, has. Manip- why does he get so overlooked? I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer is it because, because he's the catalog. With the band? Is it? I don't know. And, and you know, it's funny. Like that was one of the things that well, Jamel and I have known each other since 2002. Right. Yep. But I, that's her number one. Her number one is is it's is, not, is uh, Nasir yeah. Jones. Okay. Yep. That's uh, that's, that's Jamel's number one. Um, but. You also hate Belly, which, by the way, is on Netflix. How that can you hate Belly? Yesterday. Come on. I watched Belly, Belly yesterday Belly is the greatest, Netflix, worst the movie of all time. <laughs> nope, it's second. Second. Worst. What's the second? Worst. State Property. State Property. Is nah, State Property. Then, uh, it goes State Property, yeah, then don't, Belly. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do That's that. true. That is true. <laughs> State, State Proper- Property is horrible, man. <laughs> but awesome. Get down or lay down. Get down uh, or lay right. down. Yeah. But no, well, uh, offend me bag, whatever. But uh, <laughs> awful movie. But, but, but in spite of her questionable choices, sometimes one of the things we connected oh, on. I don't like Belly. Are, like, let's go to Africa. You, you really let's go to Africa. Africa's, Africa's far. Africa. Africa's far. Let's go to Africa. Like, no shit, see, bro. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. Like, you real like, bush. You I'm real like, bush. Like, bush. Like, bush. Like, bush. Come on, man. Straight like, t- what movie has started better than Belly? Yes. Yes. Soul of Soul. Are you ready? Longest running hype Williams video of all time. Yo. Two hours of hype. Who wanna test me, huh? <laughs> Don't do huh? that scary business. So so anyway, go, going back, we're talking about the roots, yeah. yeah. So no, we're talking about black thoughts. Well, yeah, but I mean, but so one of the things we connected on was like, you know, we think this they remain underrated somehow after right. all these years. And but that's how we kind of looked at ourselves. Like, you know, we were we were gonna be the 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 people because the people that love the roots fucking love the roots. Right. They might not sell as many records, but you committed. Tell me who's better when it comes to making music than Quest and and, and Thought and those guys. Right. That's how we view ourselves. It's kind of like, yo, we'll be the roots in this. That, that's why they became the theme song for the podcast. Is the next movement like? So they they're your rap spirit animal. That's exactly right. Okay. I don't think. But long story short, on Thought, I don't think anybody combines skill and substance better than he does. Mm. And I think he manipulates the language in such a way that. You could re- you could li- you could listen to something. I-, I guarantee you this. You've listened to "Do You Want More" and been like, "Wait, I didn't realize he said that." Yeah, like all the time. Th- you know, all these years later, all like you time. have to. Re- he is the most rewindable MC that I've ever heard. So in terms of like manipulating the language, skills on the mic, just bars, Black Thought for me. I now, while he thought. wouldn't be my one, I don't dispute that right. that argument at all. And it's uh, like Mike said, it's something about the the group, like how they started. I guess to so, tell a so long organic, to, so organic to tell a long story. Like I was um, an intern in Detroit at the Detroit Free Press, and 
I was placed in features and I wasn't even in sports. And the music critic at the time really didn't want to mess with hip hop or R&B. He was like, I'll give you all the hip hop and R&B. I'll take these other acts, you know, whatever. First CD that land on, uh, landed on my desk was Do You Want More? And I listened to it. I gave it, I think it was five stars at the time. And I was like, this group is about to be the next biggest whatever. Wow. But, you know, in terms of how hip hop is done, um, they were so ahead of their time. So ahead of their that time. That the world is slowly now catching up. Correct. To them, right? Like, I crack up now because the only, it, it's kind of like the people that didn't realize Outcast was Outcast till Hey Ya. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's like I've been messing with them since what '94. Like it's like they didn't understand who they were until that song. Right. It's, I was. I got on a, the "What They Do" video. I was watching the box all the that, time. That was oh, a great. What they, they do, do. I was, was like, who is this group? Yeah. And that, I, so and, I got on on Illadel. That, that was that was during yeah. the, the, the the apex. Yeah. I was on of the shiny suit era. Yeah. So that was yeah. Like, yeah. all of that. That's I had crazy. to go backward after Illadel. That's crazy. Yeah. So same thing with with kind of Outkast. It's like they were. Uh, they're now appreciated for their musical genius, but it's only because for some people they had this monstrous hit, right? But I don't think I don't know if the Roots will ever get that hit. But right. they're like, uh, I mean, a live musical performing rap group. Yeah. Like you can't even consider them a rap group. Right. They're a, they're band. a band. I think a it limits band. them. And, it does. I, yeah, I and, and I think it does them. limit them. But but look where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And look where I, they are. Look, one of. I, I swear every Roots concert I go to is the best concert, but one of the best, I mean, I think it's the best hip-hop concert I've ever been to. A couple of years ago, they were at the BET Awards, and they do the Roots and Friends, right? So they brought up Meth and Red. And um, Black thought when he, he killed Red's verse so bad, I got the video of it, he killed it. To the point where, like, Matt picked up the mic and was like, "Yo, I don't even want to take the stage after that." Yeah, like, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. He's so I, I will tell good. you. I'll tell you the regard in which I hold Black Thought. I was having a conversation in the lobby of the W Hotel in New Orleans NBA All Star Weekend 2006 with Melissa Ford. Yes, and Black Thought walked past. I'm like, excuse me for a second. <laughs> I would, I would, I would chase him now. Like, <laughs> look here, man. I just got to say you're the greatest. Yeah. And it's funny, like, he has supported us. He's he's a fan of ours. We became family. They became friends. You know what I mean? So, so, so yeah. question. Yeah. That BET cipher with most deaf, Eminem, and mm. Black Thought, who got that? M. <laughs> he said that without hesitation. You huh? think M got that? What do you guys think? Ty. I don't know. I'm going to always give it to Black Thought. Right. Just, yeah, me too. Just off principle. I don't know. I think most deaf. But it's but when you bring... Most deaf did his yeah, thing on that. But you brought up yeah. two people that whenever I do my top five... Yeah. We have argued I, about this so I much. I include... Eminem is in that same pantheon with Black Thought when it talks about skill. Yes. Just right. pure skill. Technical. Find me somebody to fuck with Eminem. Right. You know, and most deaf... It's funny. We do our top fives. <laughs> I try to squeeze six in there. I say Black Star. I'm like, give me Black Star. I got a friend. They say right. Wu-Tang. I'm like, you can't. Wu-Tang? <laughs> you can't do All of them. Like, All of them. Like, you yeah. can't. No. I mean, it's like most deaf. Uh, I was so, I wish I would have been in town when, I think he performed recently in yes. New York. Yes. That was like his uh, last show. Yeah, at the right? Apollo, yes. Yeah. And, like two uh, weeks ago. Like mm. a couple. Yeah, because I was like, I heard about it. I was like, man, I really want to see that dude. That dude. And it looked black on both Wait, sides. I'm sorry, hold on, hold on for a second. What is that sound, man? Hold on. I actually thought it was me. No, 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 no. I, was, I thought it was I, me too. Yeah, so I thought they got to so. do something with that, man. Oh, okay. The I'm little sorry. bumping? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds yeah, like yeah. something's rubbing on it. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was me. Okay, cool, cool. You know, welcome to our world. No, all good, all good. You know?
they gotta turn that shit down or something. I was like, what was it? yeah, I was like, I heard the thumping, but I didn't know if the, the mics were actually picking it up. Steady. <laughs> that is I totally forgot it Damn. started that way. Belly, yo. What's going on? Belly's the worst. Belly's not the worst. How can you not like Ox and Chiquita? Dude, Chiquita. I don't know fucking Kiana. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so weird. You know, I, don't, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Whatever happened to Taraji Hicks, man? What, what is she doing? Taraji, I don't know, man. Taraji, I don't know. It's Taraji or Taraji? I'm sorry. It's Because it's, I don't want to confuse with Taraji P. Henson. Tar, 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 it's Taraji Hicks, isn't it? Taraji yeah. uh, Hicks. She was fine. What happened to T. Hicks? I got her on a T-shirt. What happened to T. Hicks? I got, I got, her, I got her laying on the bed oh, on yeah, a T-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's, let's go back a bit. We'll, we'll go back. You know, Jamel, Are we still rolling? Yeah, we're still oh, okay. rolling. We'll edit this shit out. All right. Jamel, I'm really fascinated by your background. Okay. Um, you've spoken publicly about, you know, growing up in, in Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. um, both your parents being addicted to drugs. Correct. Um, talk about what that did to you. Uh, you know, again, when you're going through stuff like that, like you don't even realize what you're surviving until you can look back on that it. That was normal for you, right? It was. Right. I mean, it was normal. I mean, you know, I'm I'm very blessed and fortunate in the fact that um, you know, my mother and father, they've both been clean for many, many years. Congratulations on that, man. Um, appreciate that. And we can, but it, it left some scar tissue. Right. Sometimes I didn't, I didn't realize it left. And, you know, there are times where I have very vivid memories of things happening. Like I, like I remember when my mama pawned my TV, like totally Damn. remember that for right, drugs, right, right. like totally remember right, that. Right. And she's apologized for it a thousand times since. Um, but it's like things like that, like, you just remember and it's, it's and I'm sure there are things that trigger. Oh no, it, right. it definitely is. Um, and so, you know, even like, uh, with my dad, I mean, I'm taking my dad to, to the Super Bowl. He's that's, never that's, been, it's right? amazing. he's turning 70 this year. Wow. So that's my gift. To God him. bless. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, he used to nod out with me in his arms with a needle in his arm, Jesus. you know? And so right. it's just kind of, it's one of those things where, uh, you survive it. You're grateful you survived it and you know that, you know, God had a plan for your life. Um, but it's also why I'm very passionate about speaking about certain issues. Right. It's like there was everything in my life that told me I should have been a statistic. Right. And so now, especially with the vibe in our, our country, like I'm very disheartened by this lack of empathy for people who come from certain, certain backgrounds and certain circumstances. And But it's amazing how there's so much empathy right now for the new heroin I know, right? Addicts, right? So I thought about so that. So much empathy, yeah, right? I've seen so many New York Times stories about like... Let's not criminalize these yeah, new... Like all of a sudden, like heroin addiction is like, oh, we got to have empathy for the people who are using drugs. And I was like, it's funny how when it starts to infiltrate certain communities, yes. all of a sudden the empathy, you know, kicks in. Like, because at least for what I could tell when I was growing up, didn't no one had a lot of empathy for us. For the super predator. Hmm. Oh, See why you dropped one. I'm right saying there. there was no, Man, there was no empathy true. for the super predator. None at all. The crack era. There's no profit in empathy. <laughs> yeah. No, not especially for us. And even when it came to, you know, social services and somebody who grew up on welfare like more than half my life, it was just kind of like it's funny how now everybody is like, let's cut that out. Right. Like let's make sure, you know, because again, great trick to pull is like whenever there is this picture in everybody's mind about what the super super predator looks like or who the welfare recipient is. The welfare queen. The, right. Even though it's not statistically true, as long as it has a, a face that is a person of color, they feel like we are cheating the system. We're getting something we don't deserve. We're stealing from the government. Yes. And all of a sudden, Hand that empathy is not there. Right. You know, I find it amazing, though, that, that through these um, adverse conditions that, that you grew up uh, through, 
it forced you to write. Let's talk about that, like like creating your own reality and 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 kind of escaping the real reality that you faced. Yeah, no, that was a big reason why I started writing. Is that um, uh, I started creating fictional world. Like the first piece of writing I did was always fiction, and at some point I would love to write a fiction novel. Um, but that's a big part of it. Is like when you don't. And the beauty of writing and creativity is like when you don't like the reality you're in, you create your own. And so uh, for me, it was sports and it was being able to write. And um, both of them allowed me some kind of reprieve from what I was facing on a day to day basis. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I still kind of laugh because I kept journals like throughout probably most of my childhood. And um uh, one of which got me really jacked up by my mother, but that's a whole other story because I wrote some very unflattering things about her, and she of course. she read it, and I was like, I caught I caught one. Right. <laughs> I was like, lucky the law ain't like it is now, though. But uh, we laugh about it now. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it was a way for me to express myself, to vent a lot of the frustration uh, I was feeling, and so um, as much as say being on the six o'clock is such a, a big thing in our industry, um, be thing that I am more astounded by and I can't believe is like I'll be honest sometimes when I look at my paycheck I was like I cannot believe I've actually got to this point because there were times where I was just like can a dollar fall out the sky yes and now to see that I've been able to be very self-sufficient and um, I'm at a point now where I don't have to actually worry about money it is startling for me startling you know I, I think you know we had Riz on the show um, a couple of years ago, and I think what's so fascinating, Rizzo talked about how he was like the, the the third youngest of like eleven kids, and they grew up in the in the projects. And I'm imagining the whole place smell like piss, and <laughs> you know, it's just no. I'm saying it was just abject right. Right. Pop in Staten Island, like Correct. you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. if you if you're gonna be poor in New York, you're poor in Staten Island. Right. You know what I'm saying, right. right? And how what changed his view was that his uncle, his mother's brother, was a successful surgeon in Atlanta. And so every summer he'd be like, "Let me take the three youngest." So, so, so Rizzo would go from the projects to this mansion, and that planted the seed about how success mm. um, was possible. You talk about a Mister Miller, yeah, in your yeah. life. Oh, you and, really and, have and, read up. <laughs> and I, and I, and I want to talk about you know because it's so important yeah. just to have that one person, yeah. even if it's so tiny, right, or minute, how they change your worldview. Yeah, I mean, my mother. Um, it, even still being on welfare, still struggling with drugs. She used to clean houses on the side. And so one of the dudes she used to clean houses for was an 80 year old white dude who lived in the Southwest side of Detroit, um, Mr. Miller. And um, that's how I got to read newspapers because we couldn't afford a newspaper subscription. And Uh so she would, he could. So he got both newspapers, the Detroit news and Detroit free press delivered every day. She cleaned his house a couple of times a week. And so I would, uh, she couldn't afford childcare, obviously. So I would sneak and read the sports sections of both papers, being that I was a big baseball fan. I was a big Tigers fan. And so he saw that I was interested in sports and baseball. So that sort of gravitated to me reading the papers to us sitting in his um, like family room or den and watching games. And like he'd be in his recliner and I'd be there watching the game. And, you know, um, that's kind of how it was. So it stoked that kind of early interest and newspapers and sports and writing and reading and all those kind of things. But um, I keep that in mind to this day is like, you just never know in the smallest ways that you will 
plant a seed for mm-hmm. somebody, um, be it by something you say. Because sometimes it's not the most obvious things that click with people. It's the subtle things. It's the subtle things. It's the little things they may see you do or uh, they just may be observing you and something inspires them. And right. I try to keep that in mind as, I, as I'm kind of moving about and doing what I do. But, yeah, I mean, he had no idea at the time what that would stoke in me. And he was doing it partly out of just – empathy and kindness and all that generosity but, and all that. yeah right. but it really did uh create um you know a desire in me to know more about those things about sports and about writing you know now now at the risk of sounding sexist <laughs> right <laughs> which and, means you're about to sound but, but, sexist. But, but more out of you know fascination and curiosity Look, the, the, the standard for that has been raised so you know <laughs> so you I, I, yeah, yeah i don't, I don't know what you could possibly <laughs> say <laughs> why sports why sports uh Love the competition. It was something I was naturally good at. I can never remember a time where I didn't like sports. I never had to be convinced to like sports. Like, I just liked it from the the get-go. It was, um, sports was my soulmate in many ways. And so- It was your calling. It was. And I love to play it. I love to watch it. And um, it was part of the reason, like, people, um, I'll even, I ain't gonna even humble brag on it, but when- the former first lady, Michelle Obama, when she said to me, like, how much she admires the way I hold, uh, you know, my composure right. with other guys. Yes. That is as natural to me as anything, because, as you know, if you're a girl, especially when growing up in the time I did, if you're competitive, the people you're competing with are guys. Yes. So, like, on the block, because I was one of the more, ath- I mean, one of the best athletes, like, you know, we're playing, like, uh, you know, street football. I was a quarterback. Damn. Used to run an option like Tony Rice, even though I hated Notre Dame to this day, but that option was doing something. Right. <laughs> so, like, I had an arm. And so, you know, when it came to baseball, when it came to football, like, that was my equalizer, right. so to speak. Used to backflip off garages on the mattresses, like, did everything the dudes can do. Wow. And so even from them, as you know, being around a bunch of dudes, you learn how to talk shit like dudes. Yeah. How's your hand game? How's your hand game back then? <laughs> At first, you threw me the way you said that, but I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it like PG. But yeah, I'm yeah. like, what? No, 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 no pause. No pause. How was your hand like, game? Yeah, no. I mean, look, the one sport. It's funny. The one sport I never naturally gravitated to was basketball. Right. Right. It was like baseball. Like uh, you know, we used to we used to play two square. Like we did a, a bunch of dumb stuff. Right. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, because I was you know sort of athletically respected. It always got me to respect him among the guys. Right. And the fact that, again, if you can talk shit like a dude and you're not sensitive and you can take it as well as you dish it out, it's all good. It's all good. So I never had that problem with, with men respecting me right. or, you know, me um, feeling uncomfortable. What about the women? Not, you know, it, it, it's like uh, because my circle, I knew women who were similar to me. Right. And I never had to worry about that either. Like, nobody was trying to denigrate me or whatever. Like, all my girls were all very confident, assured. They were all usually athletes as well. And we'd all kind of fought those similar battles where, okay, I can show you better. I can show you better, better than I can tell you. Right, right, right. So it was, yeah, it was always, like, I never remember a time not feeling like, Oh, I'm supposed to be intimidated by these dudes because, like, I mean, hey, probably my first three fights were, like, all against dudes. (laughs) I was like, I mean, as I often tell people, 
try to tell them politely and professionally on Twitter. Like, you see this ESPN handle, but I'll beat your ass. Beat your <laughs> like, ass. That's, like, what, that's what I want to hear. Like, that is what I wanted ass. to hear. Like, straight up. Now, did you almost put hands on, on, on Michael? I seen it. A couple see, of years ago. Wait, wait, why? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. She raised up. You raised oh, up. Wait, wait, what? Wait, 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 when you, when you threw your papers. papers. She wasn't going to do shit. No, no, hold on, hold on. And the reason why she No, you, you look nervous, brother. And this, no, no, I wasn't you, nervous. Bro, brother, First, I wasn't the nervous. whole energy was different. No, I was apologetic. Yes. Right, right. But, apolo- right. but you were like Jamel would never. Jamel would never put her hands on me. And here's why she would never okay. put her hands yes, on me, me because we love each other that okay. much. Okay. She, would put, she would only put her hands on me if some demon possessed me (laughs) and made me threaten her physically in some way. She played it up and she milked it because she knew how sorry I was. She was shocked. No, she was was never shocked. Let's talk about that five seconds. Like for five seconds, I told you I wanted to be like, motherfucker, what? That was, that's Because she knew I didn't do it on purpose. I knew he didn't do it. But I was just so, I was so upset because honestly, I thought the way it happened, I thought, you know, look, man, you could hurt somebody with paper. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't, I, I was afraid that I had I cut her. Right. 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 So, yeah. Right. I was worried about because yeah. I wasn't, I, that was the last thing I was trying to do. Was, of course. I was trying, what was it we were arguing about? Uh, was this the, uh, the White Sox locker room yeah, situation? Yeah, Chris Sale. Yeah, the whole As Chris usual, Sale situation. Yeah, for the asshole. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> and I tossed the paper like I was kind of playing like I was yeah. fed up and I right. tossed the paper and, and I kind of side-armed it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. It was one of those like, you know, at, at that moment, Michael Smith knew he fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. So that's, we're keeping it real good. But it was like that hood. Like sort of sense that trip that like so, that you. trigger. It was we, like we that hood the trigger. PSTD, yes. and I was like, "What? Stop exaggerating!" <laughs> you knew it was. You knew no, it was a I mistake. Knew it was a total mistake. But for a minute, I was like, "I really want to cuss him out," but like, I, I know wish you would have. Yeah, right. I wish you would have been no, better TV. No, no, it's just like you used. No, that was great. That was great TV, though. That was great TV. <laughs> you never what, know who's watching. Huh? What I love, <laughs> what I love about you guys' origin story, and it's been told before, is how. You guys became great friends because of a failed date? Yeah, never got to the date part because uh, the one thing you can always lord over me is like, I mean, Mike dissed me. He right. dissed me for a dumbass reason, but he dissed Mike, me. Mike, why'd you diss her? You for, 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 for Madden? You, played, you dissed her Gang up on Shelby Day? Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, like, you, you didn't think Richard the sister was, wrong. you didn't think she was fly, my dude? Langston Snooze. <laughs> she didn't have Go ahead, Mike. No, it was... Um, Look, I was just I I had my priority at the moment was was turning around the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. <laughs> and it and, and at that moment in Madden 02, you had to liquidate the roster. Bruh. You had to get rid of the Marcel ships Mar- and the Adrian Wilsons of the world, you know, you had to trade the Leonard Davises. You had to trade these cats, <laughs> get somebody to give you some picks to turn them around. Right. And uh I, I honestly, I've been a master of the no game game for a while. And if you abide by the no game game, you also don't recognize when game is being spit at you very well. Right, right, right. So I didn't know that I was being given the green light to to take her out. What if you realized it was a green light? I mean, I only had said I realized, to him, like, what, I've never like been I said to Boston, the top. do you want to hang out? Right. Like I said off the top, what God damn, has for damn, you is for you. What damn. God has for you, right. it wasn't for us. It wasn't it for wasn't, y'all. Because, I, I mean, because now, although I like to, you know, we talked about Back to the Future and the space-time continuum. I often like to entertain the thought of what if we had yes. actually had a relationship yes. and broken up. But Would still you? recognize, see, we are sitcom, right? right? Somebody that's smart is going to wise up and write a sitcom about this and monetize this and hopefully put us on as executive producers. <laughs> but a failed relationship but still recognizing the talent and the chemistry on air right. to still be successful professionally together, yes. but yet have this 
you know, this nasty history. Right. I think that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. So like maybe if we'd have had said nasty history, Maybe she'd have raised up on me when I'm throwing the paper. Yes, that, yeah, that so would have got, got a whole so, different we way. We would never work together because right. I'm, I'm. You don't think you think you wouldn't have been able? To work I think together? we would have. I never. think we would have. No, I mean, if I that, if, if a relationship, it depends on how we would have broke up. Right. Yeah. Uh, nah. I mean, see, but the the beauty of our friendship is like because, um, you know, that never obviously happened and. You know, nothing materializes. Like we can be honest with us, honest with ourselves, and with each other in a way that is different from relationships. And I could see, just given, you know, mo- more so my relationship habits, like we would have been a terrible match. And really, she, and, and she why, why, why? What, what signs are y'all? I'm, I'm a Leo. You I'm are you into that? Yeah, yeah. I don't what, know what anything. About, I don't I'm know what cancer. matches. Oh, oh. Ooh, y'all the worst. No, Ooh, no. Y'all the worst. Why we I'm a Leo. Okay. Ooh, well, well, y'all the worst. Listen, I'm, not, I'm not talking about me. Petty. Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking about Yo, y'all. Yo, cancer man? Oh, my God. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, uh, that, no, that's, that's, that's fire on fire, fire right there. Fire. She done never got over me is the bottom line. <laughs> that, that's what it was. Yeah, so somewhere old boy needs to be thankful that for I didn't ruin her for, I didn't ruin her for him. See, yeah, my, my, you know? my current, my my boyfriend is actually a Leo. He's What, Idris? Idris? No, that's not what, what's, what's up with that? What's nah, up with that? I, I, I mean, contrary to popular belief, I have a real man in real life. Okay. And he's a Leo. Right. So his birthday is five days for Mike or whatever. So it's like. Uh, and it's working. Oh, it's working quite well. That's beautiful. Um, But the, the whole thing is like, I think our relationship sort of patterns and tendencies, like we would have been a terrible match. What, how do you feel about the rumors, though, that you guys are dating? Because they're, I mean, something. We is, think they're funny, right? You think they're hilarious? I think they're hilarious. I, I, I do, too. It, and it's a compliment, though. Right. It's it a is. compliment. I mean, because every every day that somebody asks whether or not we fucked or fucking, <laughs> I always, I'm like, you know what? That just shows we got amazing chemistry. It's amazing chemistry. Like, I would take the Pepsi challenge with our chemistry with anybody working on, at ESPN or anywhere else right now. Like, you can't, you can't fake this. Can't this is a result. And and was also you know the best part about having not been together, you know I don't I think we could have worked professionally, but you really are a product of obviously your experiences and your relationships. So what kind of person would I be or would Jamel be having been with the other? Right. Mm. You know, but thankfully we didn't, and now we were on these parallel tracks, and we both worked at ESPN, and we both are, are driven in in our own way, but on but with the same level of intensity and commitment and passion and dedication to the craft. And it's like people look at us and like, how can a man and a woman get along that well or have that kind of chemistry without ever having had a romantic right. relationship? It's right. possible. Right. Yeah. And I, I I tend to look at it. You mentioned a sitcom. If you think about it, a lot of the sitcoms people like is when, you know, um, you have this tension between like a male and a female character for years and then they finally get together. Like everybody remembers when Whitley and Dwayne finally got together. Yes. They're like, oh my God, it finally happened. Not obviously saying that's going to happen here, but All I right. think that tension of people thinking that we have or wondering if we do or wondering if it might happen actually adds to the sort of appeal of of watching us. But the moral of the story is... The moral of the story is... <laughs> let the fucking record show. <laughs> she tried to holler. Yeah! At the end of the day, she tried facts to holler. That's facts. not an alternative facts. fact. That's facts. She That's tried to facts, holler. Facts, though. Facts, Okay, though. let's just let the record I show that. I just threw out a friendly invitation workload over a meal between, like, two young black journalists. I'm trying to, like, right. tuck the coast. We know, we know, we've Beautiful. talked enough to know you full of shit. <laughs> because, I, fellas, we... 
we all know, and we all know that a woman has decided within the first ten seconds whether you can get it or not. Yeah, that, is that <laughs> true? Okay. Who is this young urban <laughs> professional in Boston? I don't know. Yo. and like you know, he was. <laughs> I was all right. Huh? <laughs> let me let me ask y'all though what what is the source of this chemistry that you guys have that's so undeniable? Like how? Why? Like what is it? I, don't think I, I, I guess I'll just. About I haven't. I guess I'll just. I'll just say it for me. I'll, I'll say it from my perspective. Um. It's just respect. Right. Um, but it's the timing also, because I've, I've got respect with other people, and the chemistry is not as flowing and not as fluid as other people yeah. that I have. You know, and I'm talking yeah. about, like, say, Dallas Penn. Right. Like, my mm. former co-host. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but when we get on the mic together, it's 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 it's, 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 well, it's it's a it's a respect. Well, for me, it's a respect, but right. out of that respect come certain behavioral uh, habits around her. You know, like... Um, you know, I just have always admired her work from afar. Uh, even after the the failed hookup, you know, she was she joined ESPN about a year or two after me. I want to mm-hmm. say I got there in '04. You got there in '06. Is that right? Yep. And so, you know, I watch her. I would read her, and um, you know, she was just always somebody that I that I fucked with from right. afar. And and it had nothing to do with her being a woman. I think if you take out the gender difference, it's like you're talking about a successful intelligent driven um thoughtful whatever other compliments you want to throw her away right. you know like she talked about you know when she played you know in the street with, with she always held her on with anybody right. like she her resume stacks up against anybody else right. so for me i guess the on-air chemistry comes from again, again my side of it is okay i respect who she is and i'm genuinely interested in what she has to say right and i'm genuinely um, invested in the world hearing what she has to right. say. So it's n- really not hard. Uh, and plus, I don't take myself that seriously. Right. You know? which, which I love. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can laugh at myself right. and, or, or I'm not, I don't think I have all the answers and I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the room. I happen to be the smartest guy in our studio. Yeah. Uh, guy, <laughs> smartest guy. Smartest guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good but, save. Right that's there. a good save, right? That's a great save. No, but, um, but that's it really for me. It's just like I, I, I enjoy our company. Um, and that's where it really came from, the, the desire to do something professionally. Because even when we were apart, we may have respected each other, but we didn't always see, oh, this is something that could work. Yeah. It wasn't until she started spending more time on ESPN's campus, and I did as well, that we started hanging out and vibing and realizing, yo, you from Detroit, I'm from New Orleans. We're about the same age. You know, I, you know, we got we got a lot in common. Right. This could be something if we ever got a chance to put this on wax, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I think for me, it was um, the fact that uh, long before we even dreamed of this happening is that Mike was always a really big supporter and champion. And, you know, that's the thing I think uh, people probably um, maybe they don't get or they don't see or, you know, isn't talked about enough is that in our individual pursuits, like if, you know, they named Mike the host of uh, of Fox's NFL pregame show tomorrow, I'd be the happiest person for him. Yes. And if there was anything I could do to make that happen, I would. And I think because uh, his support has been so unconditional and we've had unconditional support for each other, that that has meant, you know, everything. There's a lot of people in our business who are, you know, uh, partners out of convenience, mm-hmm. um, out of, you know, sort of obligation. But with this, it's way differently. Like, it's 
you know, if 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 this ended tomorrow, we would still talk. Right. We would still have a relationship. You still would create. We well, yeah, right. we would. And so I think that that makes a, a really big difference. And as a woman in this business, it's very hard. It's almost like you know, Mike is. I think any woman who's ever come across Mike would probably say this. Like he's a unicorn, in the sense that it's hard to find men who are very supportive of you with no agenda very hard uh, to find because a lot of them have other have, agendas. Of course. Yes. And they have their own, but you know, Mike is one of the most giving and selfless uh, people I've ever met. And so uh, for me, that has always kind of come through about him and why I always was like, yo, this is my brother for life. Like we're so, good because so, of that. Yeah. So, you know, be, being on TV live, you know, and you guys having to, to, to perform all the time, like how do you, handle the unfortunate events of controversy like when controversy arises because that has to happen i'm saying if you look at if you look at the av the law of like how do we how do we tackle a tough topic no, i'm not talking about the but when you you yourselves become the tough topic oh, oh. say when you oh. yourself become Ooh. the center oh. of controversy yeah like when you cuss on air and stuff <laughs> we become the center of controversy yeah. um breitbart loves us yeah which is <laughs> again is, a, is something of a, of, of a compliment <laughs> right you know, I guess it's just it's just knowing who you are, knowing what you're about, um, and I think it's just um, hmm. I think it's just understanding. Honestly, I kind of like it a little bit because I, I take it as a lesson because we're in a position where we have to opine oftentimes about scenarios or, or, or situations or people that we don't really know, right? And so. I'll, I've always tried to be fair. Right. Fair when I'm discussing somebody, whether I know them or not, that's a human being with a family of course. that's got a name. And so how would I want to be treated in that situation? So if we're at the center of controversy and someone is unfair with their commentary as it relates to me, Jamel, or both, I just kind of look at it as a reminder. It's like, okay, now it's my turn to be in the eye of that storm right. or it's my turn to be have people pass judgment the same way the people that we discuss every day have judgment passed on them. Right. So it's like, all right, cool. This is just a reminder to, to, to reset and always know that I have a platform and what I say is being heard. So when I'm talking about somebody, give them the same type of respect that I would, I would like to have in return when I'm the subject. Right. Is that, does that answer your question? I mean, that answer, okay. and, and, and you, Jamel. Yeah, no, I, I would, my general rule of thumb is I don't say anything on air. I wouldn't say in their face. No right. question. And wouldn't say to them. Right. Well, and that come that also comes not just who we are as people. We come we, we were raised by a simple creed, don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> but Correct. when you're newspaper people yeah. and you're you know, columnists in Jamel's case or, you know, pseudo columnists in my case, it's like the rule was when you wrote something critical, you had to show up the next day. Yes. Mm -hmm. We we can't we might be young, but we came before social you, media. You can't hide your so head. we couldn't we couldn't Correct. yeah, exactly. We couldn't throw stones from afar. Right. We had when we wrote something in the paper, we had to be in the locker room the next day right. waiting for somebody if they wanted to to confront us. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but I'm saying that's that part of exactly how we are. Say. Yeah. It's being like, accountable. Yeah. yeah, it's being accountable and that's sort of the 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 creed and the the ethos I live by. It's like I don't like I would never say anything on television that I would not say to them right. directly and and have ha had that conversation. I mean, there's certainly been athletes who have been like, yeah, I didn't really like when you said this, who have come back at me and we've been able to talk it out just right. because um, I was like Mike, I was sort of uh, professionally raised on that 
kind of mentality is like you give them an opportunity to respond. That doesn't mean they're right. And that doesn't mean you were wrong. But I think most athletes, they feel better if you've listened to them. Right. But how about when things get taken out of context? Oh, I mean, I, look, that's, I've been that's suspended. I didn't, I've done my time in yes. the penalty box. You've I fallen mean, on the sword. You've had to fall on the sword. All good. I mean, and I deserved it. Right. So I think. I love that you said that. No, I did. I deserved it. Right. I was, it was unprofessional. And um, it's, it's certainly words I would love to have back from, you know, the column I wrote comparing Boston fans to Hitler. That yes. was a terrible moment. The worst of my professional career. You definitely find out who your your friends are. Right. And to this day, let's just say, you know, my name doesn't exactly inspire, you know, flowers and roses <laughs> in Boston. It's right. all good. Um, but I think people appreciate when you are accountable, when you recognize right. your mistake. And they don't always move on because you realize there are some people that just are just not going to fuck with you after that. Right. And there's a lot of people in Boston that just don't. And, and you and know, that's, that's I, look, okay. That's, that's okay. okay. Right. It's all good. I made my peace with it. Boston people are a special breed. Very special breed. Right? But I don't, you know, I don't fault them for that. I'm not trying to win them over as long as I can say like, yeah, I was professionally accountable for that. I'm good. Yeah. So, um, and you handled that very, very gracefully. Yeah. Look, it's no fun going through it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, yeah. you know, when your name is in the headlines for all the wrong reasons yeah. and when people, I mean, they gave out my phone number on a Boston radio <laughs> station. Like, that was not fun. Trust me. Yeah. And, Did um, you change it? Well, it was my, actually, I mean, I had an office in my house. Right, okay. It was my office number. Right. And actually, never, they, they eventually wore out and stopped calling, right. which was right. kind of ridiculous because right. I was too lazy to change it. But at any rate, um, no, I mean, you have to, uh, when that happens and you, you see yourself become a part of the news and um, there are narratives being shaped about you that are simply not true. Right. Uh, as Mike said, it does make you have more respect for when you're talking about an athlete in similar circumstances where you're just like, you know, even though this is that being said, I can't believe everything. Can't believe everything because I've like, I've been through it. Like it's not all true. So, um, so I think it gives you a level of empathy that I probably didn't possess before. You know, last few questions. Um, how's it working with Stephen A. Smith? (laughs) We don't really work with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the other thing. Like, People have to understand ESPN is a nation, right? And it's a bunch of different states. Yes. If you want to, you know, if you want to compare it to America, there's like 50 states, all right, in America. And where we are on campus and where they are. Different place. So different. Right. Yeah. I mean, I we see each other like in passing every now and again. And only thing I'll say is this, is that from a larger, broader standpoint, um, the fact that Stephen A has been able to become a face of ESPN is a win for, I think all of the people of color at ESPN, um, that he has been able to position himself in this level authority and power is, is really, uh, kind of remarkable when you think about his story. Mike and I both used to be on the show, quite frankly. And he, when he had the round table discussion that he used to have on there, it was with the purposeful intent of having up and coming journalists of color That's amazing. who are not heard right. or people weren't exposed to in that slot so yeah. that people would become exposed to them. And while we may not agree with all his politics, um, I respect the hell out of his hustle. I do. I respect him professionally because of what he has been able to you know, do with his career to be absent from ESPN after that, like 
it's really a stunning media turnaround that we don't often see happen for people of color. Right. Skip Bayless. How, how's he? You want you want me to take that one? Or you yeah, got you it? take yeah. that one. I took Stephen A. You take that one. Okay. Um, look, Skip, respect the hustle. Same as Jamel said. I mean, you know, he was able to um, to take a show um, and and make it into appointment viewing. You know, and I've never seen anybody work that hard. Uh, he's he pays a personal price that I'm not willing to pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. Uh, That's so well said. But I mean, he just. But not we I, we don't mean in terms of like what people say about him. Right. I mean what he what he like does what to he prepare. Actually does right. to prepare. Okay. Like like the like, amount of televisions oof. in the room. I mean he just he doesn't shut it off. I mean right. he lived at a hotel yeah. the entire right. time. He was yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I mean like in terms of like just the time. That he, like I like I think I think I work hard. Right. But his his the time he invests in his craft. Always grinding. Right. And so and and he deserves. Everything he's gotten uh, in terms of his platform, in terms of uh, his compensation, in terms of just his notoriety. I mean, he, he earned it, you know. So whether you and I, I could always I could also tell you this about him is that he says what he actually thinks. Right. Contrary to popular opinion, right. he's not just saying he's something not a contrarian. for yeah. effect like that. He actually believes that in his heart because you, you can't you can't act on this level, man. Like people say, you really believe what you just said? Like you will get caught in a lie or you will get caught in a contradiction so fast you can't every day keep up with all your lies if you're making it up like on shows like ours you have to be who you are and when you said something earlier you know about um you know about when things are taken out of context you know and and jamel had that one incident and she's acknowledged that she deserved it uh the punishment for it but we put way too much thought care time and consideration into our word choice for anything to be taken out of context if you would just do us the favor of listening to the context right. in which the remarks were said. Right. Reasonable people do not have a problem with us. Like, you know, I just... It's always the unreasonable people, right? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a PGK, man. I'm a preacher's grandkid. You know, I was I was raised uh, in the church. Um, I was... I, my grandfather uh, was a pastor for 55 years at a Baptist church, Historic Second Baptist Church in New Orleans. That makes a lot of sense. I was the president term, of the Young Man's presence. Usher Board. Wow. <laughs> I was a dude in a black suit in the summer <laughs> on the front pew... Picking my my mama up between the, after she catched the Holy Ghost. Right. That's what I was. Wow. So I, I bring a certain sensibility to my commentary, a certain level of of care to my commentary, as it relates to you know who who I can stand to be. Right. You know, like this is our calling. This is our ministry. I don't take that lightly. So the stuff that I'm saying is because like you know. Every day before I go on the air, I'm asking God, I'm saying, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight mm. every single day as I'm about to speak because people are listening and I'm talking about other people. So I want to make sure that in what Jamel said earlier about Mr. Mitchell, you just you never know who's watching or who's paying attention. M- multiply that exponentially exponentially right. for us. So they got kids, they got you know parents, they got young people, whomever watching us. There are people when it come time to discuss quote unquote controversial topics. We're discussing gender and race and all these different issues in America. There are people watching that it may not seem like it, but somebody's mind is being alternate. We've gotten messages to that effect. Emails like, you know, I didn't think of it that way until I watched you and how you broke this issue down. Mm. So, you know, that's just, I don't remember how I got there, but (laughs) (laughs) no, yes, by working with skip, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, um, 
I guess I was making a point overall that what we say, we we have to believe. Right. Like we can't act right. our way to this point in, yeah. in our career. And, and you just answered a question, man, because yeah. I, I, I always wondered, man, like, you know, and I don't mean this in the typical, mm-hmm. like you're a black person, you're eloquent. But but you guys really have presence when you speak. And I, and, and, and I, and I thank you for sharing that backstory in terms of like, your, your, your lifelong training. Well, well you, know, I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to do it. I mean, we're both here because, you know, it may be different in terms of number, location, circumstances, but a village definitely raised both of us. Right. Like I said, I had I had every, everybody in my grandfather's church had license to, license to take me in the fellowship hall or in the back and whip my ass mm. if I was talking too much as a kid. Mm. You know, um, you know, I had I had I was different from Jamel, if, if I may. You know, I just I had to. Uh, I had a much better set of circumstances growing right. up. I had, I had both my parents while they divorced when I was 10. I had a loving stepfather. You know, um, I had, again, my grandparents and, uh, you know, raised me. My uncle's a minister. Uh, he, he was a pastor for many years. Uh, I had another uncle that was like a father. You know, um, even when I had one, he was still an extra father figure. I had coaches. I had teachers. You know, I went to the first all black high school in New Orleans. Mm. You know, so while I grew up in what was then the murder capital of the world, of the country for sure, I had a lot of insulation from the problems that plagued Jamel's right. household growing up. So, yeah, right. All right. Super Bowl prediction. Well, yeah, I don't like Super. I don't like Super Bowl <laughs> predictions. It's just it's, you fit. You got a fifty-fifty shot. It's like I like I like preseason or midseason predictions. Okay. Like it's one or two teams. Patriots, Falcons, Patriots so. or Falcons. Oh God. You want to go with Matt Ryan. I know you. I want to go with the Falcons so bad because that's the story. People ask you, like, who's your team? They ask me all the time, who's your favorite team? I was like, I root for the story. Mm-hmm. And while it'd be nice to see Roger Goodell have to fumble his way through handing the Lombardi mm. to Tom Brady and the Patriots, mm. it's like I have put on for Matt Ryan so hard since he came out of BC. MVP. You know what I mean? I just I want to see Falcons Hive rise up oh, and, and give my co-host shit for not believing them it's all year. Never that, believed in them. I kept saying the Falcons emerged. are a different team. She like just wait for it, just wait for it, just wait for it. Well, Funny how are. like all, everybody's a Falcons fan oh, right now. Oh yeah, like, she call you bandwagon. No, not no, 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 not me. Really. I'm, I'm object. Saying, she mean like, in, yeah, general, in general, like in Twitter, social media, Falcons right. Twitter. They all like rise up. I was like, uh, I didn't hear rise up like you know for the last few years, but all of a sudden. You know, everybody's like, uh, you know, a, a I, I like fan. to see new people get a bite of the apple too, mm, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Brady got four. His yeah. goat status nah, is I'm, I'm going, he's there. He's, he's well, he doesn't need five. He's already considered the he greatest. Doesn't, you know, I'm going for Death Star because, like, I uh. I am petty. Okay, <laughs> I'm petty, and I need petty rubble. I'm, look, I'm you, Petty Roosevelt. I'm all that. Like you Petty want, Murphy. You don't want to see me ghost. Nah, up. No, no. She wants to see Goodell. I have to say, congratulations to Mr. Kraft. This trophy to Bill Belichick, to, to Bill Belichick and Ro- and Robert Kraft and Tom Brady Yo. after that bullshit ass suspension. I want to see. Was I, I want to see Tom Brady snatch the Lombardi out of Goodell's hands. Don't say it. The way <laughs> the way Connor Cook that took is, that Big Ten MVP look. trophy <laughs> or that, that, that the title game from Archie Griffey. Like, he give was, me that shit. He was <laughs> excited about the moment and didn't realize that was poor oh, Archie Griffey standing there. But now, I really want to see Roger Goodell to have to go through that. Yeah, you see he's avoided going to a Patriots playoff game, right? Yes. If he hand him that trophy, I swear, all would be right in life. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you have to do it. It was dumb. You should have never let those other jealous ass owners gaslight you for this dumb ass suspension. Like it's overinflated. He only already had to do it once. I mean, it wasn't as bad. He hadn't got suspended yet or hadn't gone through the whole process. After Seattle, 
Oh yeah. yeah but I mean, that's, that's not true. the same thing. It's yeah, the same, yeah. it's gotten yeah. worse since then. Like yeah. that to me would be just the ultimate. I was uh, originally I was rooting for you know uh, the apocalypse in Cowboys Patriots. Yeah. yeah, that's what I kind of wanted to see yeah. happen because right, right. those are the two. Literally the two worst fan bases in the NFL yes, the coming worst, together right? like on some Hunger Games shit to eat each other alive. Mm. Like I just wanted to see that. Right. So carnage, um, carnage, just yes. complete. Like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm thinking about whether or not they're the actual worse. Man, they got they, they got they some bad. other fans that's Oof. pretty. Yeah, but Cow- that's Cow- pretty Cow- bad. Cowboy Cowboys Patriots fans. See, fans. The Patriots fans, un- un- even unsufferable. Though, right. Even though Giants I'm, fans could be on one too. Now they can. But see, yeah, they can. See, I knew I had them in the room. <laughs> yeah. Giants fans I don't know. Patriots one. fans Giants like because of the suspension. all Cleveland professional sports <laughs> <Yeah>. fans. <laughs> True. Throw them in there. But because of the suspension and because of Spygate, like they have the worst inferiority complex of all time. They are the biggest. Paranoia, conspiracy freaks ever. Can I bring it? Can I bring it full circle? Yes. And, and look, I'm I, again. I'm I'm objective. I respect the Patriots. I res- I covered them. I st- look. I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the of Patriots. Yeah. I covered the Patriots yeah. out of college, which coincided with the rise of Tom Brady and the three Super Bowls in four years, and that got people to reading my material in the Boston Globe, which got ESPN to hire me at 25. Right. So I would not have been on television. Excuse me. If if it weren't for the success of the Patriots. Now that said, man, let's bring this full circle, Jamel. You rooting for the team that was front row at Trump's inauguration ball? Mm. See, why well, you gotta take it? I'm there. just saying, well, though. Is there, well, a, is there an there. emotional conflict with this? Alternative I mean, facts. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, man, true, made the best team win. True. Made the best team win, and I and I've always respected Brady and, and Belichick. Yeah, and I, I do. I respect his story, his hustle, and his. I mean, I just. Um, you know the Patriots have become kind of the model franchise in sports, but more any more than anything, you want to see Goodell get it. I just I'm want to see Goodell get wasted it. our time. Like man, you yo millions of dollars, and yet strangely, when it comes to a domestic violence investigation, they don't know shit, mm. but they know everything about mm-hmm. some damn. Well, like I, well, like I told you, when it's something trivial. They they see they the CIA when it's domestic violence they CYA yeah. right. they are all covering their asses yeah, when yeah. it comes it's to crazy. serious so, stuff. So from a petty standpoint, do you, yeah. do you see, by the way, do you see that issue changing? Which in terms one? Of like sweeping domestic violence, domestic violence under the rug, changing it, in terms of the NFL, the NFL, and just in sports in general. I think it already has changed to right. some extent because I mean there was a time not long ago when somebody getting arrested for domestic violence would have been in the agate section of the paper yeah. and it's nobody like paid attention to it. Like if we went and retroactively tried all these different situations. Oof. We've been like, I mean, we just talked about Jim Brown. Yes, yeah. I mean, so the attitude toward it has already changed in terms of crime and punishment. Right, I don't think they ever get that right because there really is no right answer when you start to try to attach a number to how many games will make. The, the the viewing public feel better about what Ray Rice did right. or what Joe Mixon did or Tyreek Hill or Greg Hardy. It's like and then the the it for whatever reason, I don't know that this will ever change, our society needs to see visual proof in order to be adequately appalled by domestic violence sometimes, or in sometimes, some case sometimes. All the time. There's always a difference. Right. There's always there's always a difference in in whether you see it, how you react to right. it versus if you don't see it. Right, I just right. mentioned Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, or Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon videotape came out. It's like, oh, crap. He was on a team. Tyreek Hill hit his pregnant girlfriend. We don't have it on video. Right. Greg Hardy, we have pictures. Ray Rice, we have video. Josh Brown, you had her work. It's, it's always different mm. depending on the visuals, the visuals attached right. because we don't take it seriously. And I don't know that that will ever get to the level that it should, but it's already improved 
just based on the ongoing conversation. Yeah, it's definitely um, the the public is definitely more conscious. My fear is that the NFL, in terms of handing out punishment and determining fines and trying to be some kind of moral compass, I, I think they're in over their head. Mm. Um, but is the alternative just to say, well, he didn't get arrested, or or the police? But you, you know, know what I mean. It's almost like at this point they've backed themselves. Much like the GOP with with, with the ACA, yeah. they back themselves into a corner where they have to do something. Well, they can't just let it go. Right. Here's know? a hashtag unpopular opinion. In a way, that was better because it was more consistent. Mm-hmm. Because you knew, like, if they if they said, "Hey, the courts did this," we're just gonna base it off what the courts did. Then, to me, more of the spotlight, as it always should have been, is on how our judicial system deals with domestic violence which is because people forget that despite the video which uh like if you were appalled by what ray rice did they ruled that he should just get probation right that's where it's a diversion program a diversion program that's where it started so as mad (laughs) as you want to be at the nfl and look i'm not but you know that's not realistic when it comes to corporate america brands you and i step out of pocket we know what you know so you can't have that type of activity representing your brand. Well, no, no, you know I'm not I mean? saying that they, they, they made a mistake in that regard, but I, I mean, I will... You just got to recognize the bullshit for what it is. Correct. Yeah. I mean, If you could play, you're going to get opportunity. You're going to get opportunity. <laughs> another and one. They don't and care. another one. And another one. And another you know, one. They don't care what you've done. Right. Like, I mean, again, Tyreek Hill is, is a very good example of that because if you read what happened and there is consistent testimony and he was, you know, uh, convicted, like, you are... You are very appalled by seeing how that has turned out. But I, I, I always go back to, you know, like I just I just don't like the practice of ranking sins, right. you know, because it's yeah. like, oh, you I know, like, I like that. You can't. Oh, you should never play again because you hit a woman. Well, what about Adrian Peterson, who people have gotten over that, right. you know, or, you know, like Michael Vick. You know, he, he should never play again because he abused animals. But the dude abusing women is okay with you. Right. Right. Ben Roethlisberger's sexual assault history is one thing. But, you know, player X, Y, and Z, you know, you never you never get over it with right. him. Right. You know, so you know, he's on our team. We love him. He's on another team. How dare you employ this course, guy? So it's just like – and then that's just, that's just when it comes to assault and violent acts. What about the people getting behind the wheel drunk? Mm. You know, killing somebody in some cases or injuring somebody or – the danger, you know, Michael Floyd falling asleep, blowing yeah. a point to whatever it was, could have killed somebody in Arizona. He gets picked up. It's like we pick and choose who we, who, and choose. Who we decide can't get a second chance or or who or who to forgive. It's just across well, the, the board. You got to realize all of sin. Justice is not. Yeah, no. Man. And that's she the other blind. part that really hasn't been dealt with or talked about is like, OK, once as we've seen with many of these cases, the legal systems dealt with them. The NFL has dealt with them. So then what? Like, are we, we can't ban them from the planet. Right. right. They're employable. Them. They're employable. Right. So um, I've said this many times about Ray Rice, especially considering his post work following what happened and his level of accountability, which has been outstanding. It's like, well, I know the reason you're not employed has nothing to do with actually what you did. It, right. it has everything to do with the perception of your ability, period. So, you know, my thing is like, you know, that's sort of the next level question we have not addressed. They dealt with Joe Mixon. We know what happened. So now what? Like, you may not like the fact that they get a chance to make millions of dollars in the NFL, but this is what we've been dealt with. And unfortunately, um, we got to deal with that. And if it makes fans a little uncomfortable, so be it. So be it. So be it. Yeah. Last question. 
We sure it's the last? I think, well, I know what this is. Uh-oh. Remember, we touched on it earlier, but oh, we didn't, you right. said you wanted to save it. Last okay, go ahead. What is it? Your top five MCs. Oh! Top five. Top five, top five. Really top good five, movie, five. by the way. Shout out to Chris Rock. Yes, yes. top five was a good Very movie. Good movie. Really good movie. Still. You are my lady. <laughs> that scene was epic. Or DMX, yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um, you go I'm first, the motherfucking Mike. man in Houston. <laughs> you go first, Mike. Oh, I got to go first? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. um, Black Thought, Andre 3000. Okay. Um, I'm put Rock in my line there. Mm. I said I could. I, are you gonna allow me to cheat? No, and put, you can't. can I put Black no, Star? You it's your podcast. Put, no, no, you can't. You I can't, can't put, put Black Star. You can't put a group in there. You can't Thank put a group you. in there. It's not a group. It's a group. It's a duo. It's a duo. You can't do that. Individual. If that's the case, I can put Method Man and Red Man. No, you can put Wu Tang. Your list. It's your five. My five. My five. Um. So I'm gonna have to pick between most. All right, Talib. Talib over most. See why you fuck, man? Like, give me a break. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm man. trying to. Ask, okay. I, I would like to have both of them. Okay. Okay. Can I please have both of them? So I don't have to make no, you, that decision. You can't, you can't do it. You can't do it, man. Can't do it. Oh, um, who would I say? Rakim, Black. Oh, excuse me. I can't do that. Sorry. I'm gonna go with Talib. Okay. With shout out to most. <laughs> shout out. Shout <laughs> out. My six man. Um, and I said three stacks. I said Black Thought. Um. I got one more. God, I hate top fives. Yeah. Let me get. You know what? Yeah. Let me put it on for the home team. Even though he ain't invited to. No, I'm just joking. That's still my home. That's still my man. But he said some questions. No. Rolling. Three, two. Lil Wayne. I'm talking no ceilings. No longer invited to the cookout. I I, I need him to stay away. I need him to stay away from interviews. I need him to keep. I'm a, like stick to rap, stick to sports, stick to rap. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Keep your political views, social views yeah. on the low, and just put keep out the more. Lean use, the lean use, you know, so minimum. But the drought. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about that. You know, the drought, no ceilings, Wayne. I mean, that that's a, that's a sentimental pick for me, to be honest with you, because. Uh, you know, again, I, I'm not looking at it like, you know, album sales or impact or, uh, you know, longevity. I'm looking at it straight up from a standpoint of ability. Right. So that's that's how I when I listen to him, I'm like, holy shit. Like, how did he weave? How did he make that, you know, that, that play so on words? Clever. Yeah, He's exactly. So that clever. That's what kind of gets me going. So, so. Jamel, does this one's political views get them? Nah, well, I'll allow it just because yeah. he is right. I mean, I mean Kanye right now is going through. Some yeah, things. I mean, and, and Kanye's and, one of the, one of our best. He is. He's, I'm still he, listening to my beautiful dog twisted fantasy. Man, I, I can't even front. Yeah. <laughs> I still listen it to is, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's but, great. But, but, it's hard but, for me to Kanye's listen to bizarre it now. Right now. But yeah, but it does impact maybe how you feel about him. Right. Right. Like there's same as sports. Yeah. It's okay to separate the two. It is, but you do recognize the ability. Like Eminem is not. I'm from Detroit. Eminem's not another dude. Right. But I Lyricist, recognize he's yeah. supremely talented. He's he's right on the outside of mine. I was, it's hard not to put him in there. But much like you, I look at it. Um, for me, it's the desert island thing. It's like if you were stranded on a desert island, what five albums you taking with you and who? Right. So my top five is Nas, mm. um, Black Thought, uh, Biggie, um, Jay Z, mm-hmm. and Ice Cube. Cube. It's a strong list. Yeah, Cube. because. Very strong list. Cube, Look, uh, America's most wanted. Like, Cube, scariest man. black man Shh. in America. I mean, death certificate. Time. Yes. Like the he, NWA. NWA. Like knowing that he wrote 
a lot of everything. Fuck that, the police, straight out of the, man, straight out of Compton. It's like it's it's a that's a guy who should be in that conversation more often, yes. but often isn't. I but, hate top fives. <laughs> man, I love because them, five. I, no, it makes just, you think, man. And, nah, and, and, man, and it brings it just, I hate leaving people. I hate leaving that's people okay. out that's like okay. that. Because that's okay. Five. Somebody else is gonna pick them up. I know. Man. <laughs> Somebody else is gonna pick them up. Look, it's hard because like if 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 we limited this conversation to best five or your favorite five or top five hip-hop albums like black on both sides most that would be in my amazing, five right but him as a rapper is not in my top five necessarily and not because he's not a top five rapper but i'm more or less thinking volume at that point you know, you know i like what you said just now too it's like the reason i shouldn't let top five stress me out i do it in, in sports too yeah mm-hmm. a couple of years ago I had to put Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in. I was always been a, a Russell. I've always been a Russell. Six ain't five. That's okay, but I was always all Russ. All you Johnny come lately triple double oh, lovers Jesus. didn't see what I saw from Zero yes, Chill. No one knew when Russell you were talking about Russell holding. Oh, no, you like oh he, hold, he holding he holding Durant yeah. back? No, yeah. far from it. Far from it. Far from it. Anyway, no, but I stress out about him because I hate leaving people out. But you, but what you said a second ago actually reminded me, and it comes back to the whole Trump thing about the the size of the crowd when you said. It's okay if somebody else will pick them up. Regardless of people's opinion or where you rank people, like their work is going to stand on its own. It's going to speak for itself. Like they could sit up there and bitch about the pictures and, 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 and the white covers on the grass. Like whoever was there was there and whoever wasn't wasn't. Exactly. You're still a president. It does not yeah. matter who was there. Like so nobody's going to show up. If, if you argue more about how many people were there, if you say a million and a half, it ain't going to make a million and a half actually be there. Exactly. Just because you said it. Exactly. It's like it does not matter. It exactly. happened. Move on. Stop counting people and focus on the people <laughs> counting on you. There you go. You know. Well, guys, so. man, this, this has been great, man. I, I, I really I, I think I, we I, have to stop. I mean, we roll. I'm looking at the, we rolling. You know, we, what, we, rolling. we don't have to stop. I want to go from the, know, the Chuck D record, the, <laughs> the podcast. Four hours, pause. Chuck D talking for hours. Well, listen, listen. There's always. We'll do it again. Yeah, you guys are always welcome. Okay, and hopefully, I'm about to say, come to Bristol, man. Yes. Yeah, we're ready to go. It's hard to get New Yorkers out of New York. No, no, I'm oh. ready. <laughs> you know, I drive. I drive. I'm ready. Oh, we two hours away, baby. We two hours away. Everywhere. Yeah. Wow. I drive. I, listen, I can't wait for February 6th. Well, thank you. Yes. The debut. We can't wait to of the brand new to be on TV again on a regular basis. Sports I guess, Center. Right? Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. six is what we're calling. Yeah, we call it the six. It's got nothing to do with Drake. The six. Will Drake ever end up? Will Drake ever end up in that? I'm sorry, you trying to wrap the podcast? No, no, no. But right. will he ever end up in that conversation? In, in the top five mm-hmm. conversation? I feel yeah, like he will. Could he? No, Possibly? I mean, listen, listen, yes. listen. And some people Drake is put one, him there. I, I can't put him in my top five yet. Okay. But what he's done in the past, was it 10 years? It's been phenomenal. Yeah. And this is kind of sacrosanct. This is kind of like um, people will fucking get mad at me. But in terms of his legacy, that boy is chasing down Jay-Z's legacy. Okay. He's chasing it down. Okay. In All terms right. of his cultural business, yeah. I'm saying musical impact. That boy's at the top of he's at the he's at the top of the food chain. You cannot argue that Drake, even when he doesn't drop an album, is at the top of the food chain. People think uh, the six is is homage to Drake. We just it's the six p.m. Eastern. Six, 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 yeah, six, we've been six, calling it the six internally for yeah. years. We finally just took it to television. I mean, what do you what do you think about that with Drake though? Uh, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, his success, his body of work, his relevance is unquestioned. Listen, you can't compare. You can't, you, yeah, you can't. If you look at errors, you can't mm-hmm. compare. LeBron to Jordan, right? Well, so you, you can't, can. We you do. Can, we you do. Can, but you can't because I mean Jordan was some other. It's, <laughs> some other level. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I feel we here. Right. We yeah, here. I mean, you can, get her there. You can. Like and I, I think it's the same you. thing. Yeah. You can't compare Drake to Jay Z, but in terms of legacy, yeah. 
Well, even Drake's just, you know, I base it on pure ability. Yes. He take the Pepsi challenge with anybody when it comes to ability. I don't ability. care who writes his well, shit. Yeah. He, definitely. he drops that shit amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. features, albums, yes. like, it's yes. just whatever he's on, he blesses the track. Yeah, and, like, I, and I think out. he deserves all that he gets in yeah. terms of, like, you know, winning the chip. I think, you said, didn't you? I think five years from now, he will be... Uh, there's a lot of people that put him there in the top five now, but yes. five years from now, I think that's going to be like a solid, legitimately. Yes, of like course. everybody's putting him of in course, the top five. Of course. It's so impossible to make yeah. one hit record. Has this been a, a, a top five Combat Jack podcast? Yes. Yes. We, we, we yes. Top five, top five, top five, top five. There you go. But you know See, what? You know it. what? We, we we put it out there every other fucking week. We put an episode <laughs> no, out there. That's what and that's, that's like, yo, this is the top That speaks to the, that's y'all body of work. Consistently dropping. also our guests too, man. We have phenomenal guests and this is up there. This will be up there. Jamel though. Hill, okay. Michael Smith, you guys are great, man. You know, continued success. And like you. I said, man, congratulations. Thank you. On, on, we'll on see y'all at Bristol Center. soon. We'll, yes. we'll let's do a collaborative. Can, please, let's lock effort. that in. Yes, we are. We are. Let's we lock are. that in. Stop we fucking are. around, my dude. I'm not fucking around, <laughs> man. Let's go to Bristol, man. We going. We going. Yo, okay. Tomorrow. No, no. Well, I can't we do it tomorrow. So, King, man. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm geek, man. Yeah. You know, like like we said earlier, man, we was uh trying to get this down packed for, you know, last year. Timing is everything, man. And everything it, happens for a reason. For a reason, man. You got to trust in the process. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thankful, You can't man. stop God's plan. Nope. Hashtag, you can't stop God's plan. Right? Yo, listen. L S N, baby. That's right. Listen, internets, you know what it is, Raise man. Dream those dreams. And then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena. Executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow. Engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.